All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are going live here with episode number 21 with the week three recap and the prep for week number four. Um, I guess if you're watching on YouTube, you probably already guessed, but if you're listening on the uh, on the podcast platforms, you, uh, you, you wouldn't have seen yet, but I am by myself today. It's a bit of a weird situation here. Just unfortunately, other two fellows got tied up with some stuff and couldn't be here today with producing on the Tuesday, the day before the drop. So I will be running this podcast by myself. So a bit of a, a bit of a weird situation, but uh, we're going to make the best of it. Uh, we kind of played around with the idea of actually just skipping this week just because of the weird situation. But I know for you folks listening at home there, uh, it's important to get the, the information out to you guys and help you out with your, uh, with your week four. So we're, uh, we're running here, we're rolling it. And um, here we are week, uh, week three recap and week four prep. So uh, before we get going, uh, unfortunately, it's a little bit of tough news to talk about. Um, if you're big into fantasy football, I'm sure you're very familiar with this name. If not, uh, he was a host on the fantasy pros podcast on the fantasy pros football podcast. Uh, Mike Tagliere, uh, unfortunately passed away due to COVID. Um, he was diagnosed a handful of weeks ago and was battling, was on the ventilator and passed away this Saturday. So, um, if you're unfamiliar with who Mike is, most people call him tags, but if you're unfamiliar with who he is, um, I would definitely recommend going, checking out a couple of their episodes. He was, uh, was an unreal guy, great analyst. Uh, but if you, if you get, take a second on your time to go listen to their, their tribute to Mike episode. Oh man, it's, it's tough to listen to, especially a guy that I've listened to their podcast for, uh, for quite some time. It, uh, it brings a little bit of a tear to your eye to see how important, uh, important he was to everybody, not only as an analyst, but as a friend or, or a coworker as well too. So uh, a little bit of unfortunate news and um, rest in peace, Mike. And obviously you, you meant a lot to the fantasy industry. So a little bit of uh a little bit of tough news to start with. So um, thinking of the guys at the at fantasy pros, and I know it's going to be a tough time for them moving forward, but uh, unfortunately that is the world we are, we are currently living in. So uh, I guess we'll go away a bit from the, the tough news and we'll go into our insiders and headliners. So this was a bit of a tough week for, for injuries, especially for some of the big names. Uh, looking at guys like especially the Thursday nighter, if you're looking at Christian McCaffrey, he goes down to, the, to a hamstring injury on Thursday. And um, any fantasy owners that were the possessor of the number 101 pick this year, uh, you were you're holding your breath because he goes down holding that hamstring and you think it's going to be a long-term issue. Friday, we were holding our breath. And then we got the news that they were not going to be placing him on the IR. So that is excellent news if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner. Never good news to, to lose your bell cow back for any sort of time. But uh, not putting him on the IR means that they are hoping to have him back in less than three weeks. So fingers are definitely crossed for Christian McCaffrey. Until then, we'll be going all in on some Chuba Hubbard or Rice Freeman. We'll, we'll see which one's which. But uh, at this point, uh, my, my eggs are in the Chuba Hubbard basket. So we'll, we'll spend a little time on Chuba here as we get close to the uh, Canadian player profile. Uh, Tua, we talked about him last episode. Uh, to injury, he has been placed in the IR with his rib injury, so he will be missing at least three weeks. Talking about big names and hamstrings, A.J. Brown, receiver from the Tennessee Titans, 
uh, has a strain hamstring and he is looking at a week-to-week timeline. So I'm in day-to-day, week-to-week. So he is missing some time. He has not been placed on the IR yet, uh, but unfortunately is in a similar situation to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, a couple more injuries here. James White uh, su- suffered a sublux- subluxation, holy man, tough word there, uh, of the hip. Uh, so he will be out indefinitely. Uh, right now they haven't said whether his season is done yet or not, but unfortunately James White injury, they, uh, that will be tough for New England. So there will be a new back stepping up to the plate to catch those receptions. Obviously, James White was a PPR guy, big time. Um, we'll, wait and, we'll wait and see who ends up kind of taking over that reception role for New England. Uh, a couple rib injuries to continue on here. Juju Smith-Schuster, my start of the week. Uh, unfortunately, again, get to see what happened. It looked like he was on a pretty good pace. And seeing what Najee Harris did, we'll, we'll talk about that after. Uh, he left the game quite early with the rib injury. Uh, he is sitting day-to-day. Where another rib injury, Rob Gronkowski took a pretty good shot, uh, and all reports are saying he is good to go. So he will be ready to rock and roll hopefully this upcoming week for a little bit of a revenge game as they head to New England. Hey, a couple last ones here. Uh, Darius Slayton hamstring injury. We're still kind of waiting to see what happens there. Uh, didn't look great. Uh, and a big one, KJ Hamler, uh, Denver wide receiver towards ACL. So he'll be out for the season. So if Tim Patrick is still sitting there on your waiver wire, folks, you got to go pick him up because they are running out of receivers real quick. Uh, Josh Gordon, another piece of news. He has cleared the substance abuse protocol. Uh, he actually passed his physical again uh, as well today. So he uh, has signed with Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it's kind of a revolving door. He's in the league. He's out of the league. He's in the league. He's out of the league. This is now, I think, his fourth time back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so now he's getting another shot, and he'll be a potential threat for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a couple couple other names here before we get moving into the weekly recap that were inactives uh, that will be kind of to be a monitor, I guess, as we move into our upcoming week. Dalvin Cook, Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Antonio Brown were all inactive. Antonio Brown was not injury related, though. It was to do with COVID. So definitely some guys to be monitoring as we're moving forward uh, and making sure we're paying attention to their timelines, um, most of which I believe are trending to play this week but definitely be keeping your eye on them. Um, I guess one other thing we can add to was a trade happened in the NFL. Uh, CJ Henderson, a cornerback from the Jacksonville Jaguars, former first rounder uh, two seasons ago, if I'm not mistaken, was traded um, to the Carolina Panthers for tight end Dan Arnold and a third round pick. So uh, Dan Arnold, very, very interesting name as uh, tight end O'Shaughnessy was getting quite a few reps um and quite a few targets and that that offense uh kind of i guess the revolving door that has been the tight end position team tebow etc etc uh that might be an interesting name if you are a streaming tight end type of person so definitely be keeping your eye maybe on dan arnold moving forward um looking at the the weekly recap here um we are going to be looking at um well, I guess guys that I went in uh, first, we, um, I guess obviously this is going to be a little bit different just because like I mentioned with, um, with being by myself and, and not other co-hosts, I'll be kind of just sharing my thoughts, I guess, and my analytical stuff compared to my, my, uh, my other folks here. But uh, my study of the week, I'm going to go with Mike Williams versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about that one potentially being a shootout 
And um, man, we talked about him in the offseason quite a bit. Mike Williams, if he could stay healthy, he is going to be elite. And uh, we're seeing that he had nine targets for seven receptions, 122 yards and two scores for in half points PPR scoring for 29.7 points. So Mike Williams has, I wouldn't say overtaken, even though fantasy points would definitely say that. I would say they're in a very 1A, 1B. And right now he is definitely sitting in the 1A uh, category and he has been looking really good. So if he can keep himself healthy, he's going to be on pace for a record setting year. So my study of the week is Mike Williams. Uh, and this one, unfortunately, uh, we have him in a couple leagues, uh, but my, my dud of the week is Robbie Anderson. So in a Thursday night matchup that looked like it could be an absolute smash uh, against Houston, and you're not a very good defense. He got a total of two targets for one reception, eight yards for a total of 1.3 points. So uh, if you started Robbie Anderson on that Thursday nighter, that is going to be a tough start because you are behind the eight ball automatically. So that's a situation that we thought maybe Robbie Anderson was going to be um, the target hog, I guess, in that system because coming from New York, him and Darno had that chemistry a little bit to begin with. Uh, but not, uh, that chemistry is looking like it is DJ more time. Cause that is back to back big weeks. I'll mention a couple honorable mentions here. Sam Darno had a great week. If you, uh, if you started him as maybe your streamer or if in your super flex, Sam Darno had a great week. Like I mentioned, DJ Moore going back to back. He looked really good. Um, all players from Buffalo looked really good. Najee Harris. Uh, he had a great week, but I will mention, uh, Najee Harris a little bit. He had 19 targets. Like he didn't have a fantastic week on the ground. He looked pretty good, but getting 19 targets is unbelievable. I think he had 14 receptions. So if you were in a full point PPR league, Najee Harris was explosive. Um, so that was kind of a kick in the pants for me because my start of the week was Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, I was, obviously my thought process was in the right spot. Those very short targets as Big Ben, he looked pretty bad so uh those there's gonna be short targets quick hitters juju smith was starting that got hurt left the game so those short routes got to go to somebody and they went to Najee in a big way so Najee harris had a big week um rookie sensation jamar chase another big week for him uh he's proven a lot of doubters wrong with uh, all the reports that he couldn't figure out how to catch that nfl ball he looked pretty darn good uh, Tyler Conklin, tight end from the Minnesota Vikings, had another big week, two touchdowns. James Robinson looked good. Alexander Madison looked good. And I put this last one here in big games, and it hurts my soul to talk about it, but uh, Justin Tucker breaking the NFL record of 66 yards. The kick that never should have happened because of a time count violation. As you can tell, that's a bitter Detroit Lions fan speaking, but uh, – an incredible leg from Justin Tucker. He doinks it off the crossbar, rolls over top, and walks off with a 66-yard game-winning field goal. So a big, big week for Justin Tucker as well. Um, a couple honorary mentioned duds that uh, you don't really want to end up on this. Kyle Pitts had himself another um, mediocre uh, week. Justin Fields looked awful in his NFL debut. Damian Harris didn't have a very good week. Noah Fant didn't look very good. Ben Roethlisberger looks really, really bad, among other guys that uh, maybe looked at the matchups and thought, okay, we can uh, kind of count on some of these guys 
uh, not the situation, unfortunately. So a couple of guys had some tough weeks. Uh, but talking about tough weeks, we are going to be coming up to the cold weather season. And as we enter the cold weather season, you're going to want to be bundling up in a couple extra layers. And uh, I'll tell you, there's no place you want to go find a couple nice extra layers than limitless gear out of Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. So they got their new flannel restocked up. They got a nice unreal selection of bunny hugs in multiple colors and, and logo schemes. Uh, obviously, they got all kinds of other uh, options there, but it is fall season means bunny hug and plaid season. So you might as well find yourself down at Limitless Gear, a brand about bettering yourself and believing that possibilities are endless if you set your mind to it. Limitless Gear out of Prince Albert, find your way down there. And uh, I was going to tee Armin up for this one, but I will mention him and his uh, him and his wife made their way down to Limitless Gear this past weekend. They stocked up on some product, got themselves some flannel. Uh, I know she maybe posted a picture there on Instagram and we shared it on her story, but man, that flannel is pretty darn nice. So unfortunately I was going to tee up Armin for that uh, sponsor read, but that's just the way she goes. So, all right. Um, entering this week of our Canadian player profile week, number four, just a brief recap of how last week went. Uh, our Canadian player profile of last week was Josh Palmer, a wide receiver from the Los Angeles chargers. They were playing Kansas City and they beat Kansas City 30 to 24. Uh, we set the line at 339 because they their first game they had 337, second game 338. So we set the line at 339 or higher. Uh, we all three bought thinking they were going to shoot the lights out to keep up with Kansas City. Uh, well, I think it went the other way. Kansas City needed to try and shoot the lights out to keep up with the Los Angeles Chargers. And they looked pretty darn good, but unfortunately only had 281 receiving yards. Uh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, so pretty, pretty darn good number. Uh, but that puts us at two to one to one. So unfortunately, we all got it wrong. Uh, so I'm still in the lead two to one to one against Armand and Zach. Uh, so this week, uh, we're going to be focusing on potential rookie breakout Chuba Hubbard uh, from the Carolina Panthers. So he's stepping up to replace the injured Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Hubbard was... Uh, or was born in Sherwood Park, Alberta on June 11th, 1998. Uh, he attended Bev Facey Community High School, where he rushed for 6,880 yards on 458 attempts with 82 touchdowns in three high school seasons. Following his high school career, he committed to the Oklahoma State University. Uh, and after redshirting his first year at Oklahoma State in 2017, Hubbard played in 13 games in 2018 and had 740 rushing yards on 124 carries with seven scores. He then returned to Oklahoma State as a starting running back in 2019 and had a stellar year rushing for 2,094 yards on 328 carries with a whopping 21 touchdowns. For these efforts in his 2019-2020 season, uh, Hubbard was awarded the John Cornish Trophy as the top Canadian in the NCAA Div 1 football, edging out Notre Dame senior sensation Chase Claypool, who was our Canadian, play, Canadian player profile week one. Uh, another feather in the cap, he was also named the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year in 2019. Um, after completing his, um, his college career, he was selected Fourth in the fourth round, sorry, 126 overall uh, of the 2021 NFL draft. And he was also drafted by the Calgary Stampeders in the CFL draft, but obviously has stuck around in the NFL 
and is about to make his rookie starting debut. Um, and also, I will mention May 6th of 2021, uh, Hubbard signed with the Panthers his rookie deal of $4.2 million over four seasons. So we'll see what Chuba, uh, what Chuba can do here. And the buy and sell, I guess I'm the only one who can try and win this. Uh, so I guess I can try and take a lead here. Uh, the buyer sell is will Chua Hubbard receive 15.4 fantasy points in half point PPR scoring versus the Dallas Cowboys. So right now it's kind of an interesting line because 15.4 is, uh, is the line that most fantasy uh, fantasy sites are setting for him entering this upcoming week. Um, 15.4 is a tough line, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, is a team where you can maybe put some points up. So um, I'm personally, I, I would love to buy as I am a Chuba owner uh, with a CMC on the side, but I am going to sell just because of what the Dallas Cowboys were able to do in the last game. So part of, part of the sell is the Dallas Cowboys look pretty darn good against Philadelphia, but I'm also going to sell because I think they're going to be splitting the load a little bit, especially right off the hop. So I don't think they're going to throw Chuba in to the fire full, full go. Uh, I think it's going to be Chuba and it's also going to Royce Freeman's going to find some touches in there as well. Uh, Chuba did look pretty darn good there. I know he had a drop touchdown in that Thursday nighter, but uh, I, uh, I hope, I'm going to say I'm very hopeful he gets the 15.4, but I'm going to sell. Uh, I don't think he will reach the 15.4 uh, this upcoming week against the Cowboys on Sunday. So uh, no Armin this week. So uh, we're going to look at the uh, full stream ahead. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he couldn't be here, but he did text me and say, Here's my stream of the week, and I actually like this one a lot. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure if maybe it is a stream because depending on your leagues, he might be owned and might be started already. But he said, start Joe Burrow. Okay, He likes Joe Burrow this week, uh, so he's going to be all in on him predominantly because he's playing Jacksonville, and Jacksonville hasn't looked all that great, especially their defense. So Joe Burrow, start him up. He looks pretty darn good against a Pittsburgh defense, so I imagine he's going to look pretty darn good against a Jacksonville defense. So um, looking last week at his stream of the week, he started Daniel Jones, who didn't have the greatest week. As a streamer, I'm sure you would be okay with positive points, but didn't have that smash week like you were looking at from against Atlanta. Uh, we kind of joke maybe he should have took my streaming uh, option of Sam Darno, who looked pretty darn good with two rushing scores on Thursday night, but that's neither here nor there. I'll leave that for him to defend himself when he has a chance. So uh, looking at my starts of the week, I mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster already. Unfortunately, we'll never know because he did get injured. I think he had a total of five points, which was quite early, and he got hurt and left. Uh, but then my sit of the week, Henry Ruggs, I think he had a total of 10 points and half point scoring. So still had a pretty good week uh, in a really weird game against Miami. Um, my thought process with that one was with Kobe, uh, Jacoby Brissett that uh, Miami is going to get blown out and they were just going to try and chisel the ball away. Uh, but uh, it was a weird one ended up in overtime and a little bit of a thriller. So Henry Ruggs still had a half decent week. If you started him against my decision, uh, I think you're going to be happy with 10 points. Um, but that's, uh, that's, that's the way she goes. So this week, my, my starts of the week is going to be Tyler Lockett versus San Francisco. You may be thinking, okay, start of the week, Tyler Lockett, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. 
But uh, some people are going to be a little bit disappointed, obviously, with the performance Tyler Lockett had this past week. Um, it's going to be give and take back and forth a little bit um, between him and DK Metcalf. Sometimes DK is going to have a good week. Sometimes it's going to be Tyler Lockett week. Sometimes maybe they're both going to look okay and it's going to be a run game or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So this week, I'm going to give you the confidence of Tyler Lockett. He hasn't really disappointed you yet. Last week wasn't great. Uh, it was a bit of a weak one or a week, uh, week start. But in those, just I'm reminding you in week one and week two, he was a league winning receiver, putting up very Mike Williams-esque numbers, which sounds pretty funny, putting those two together, two very hot and cold receivers, but right now are riding the lightning. So in this game against San Francisco, uh, it is going to be a tough matchup, but DK Metcalf is going to get the primary attention. Okay, So in a, in a team where you're going to be coming from behind against San Francisco in what we'll call a negative game script, uh, and Russell Wilson does have a way of finding a way to shine in these big matchups and no way to shine better than throwing his nice targeted deep ball to Tyler Lockett. So I will be firing up Tyler Lockett in all my leagues. I'm going to shake off the rough start of last week, week three, and I'm going to be firing him up in week four. Uh, and my sit of the week this week is Chase Edmonds versus the Los Angeles Rams. Last week, Chase had a half-decent uh, week. Um, well, between Arizona and the entire Arizona running back situation, I think they all had a pretty good week. Uh, but this week is kind of a no-brainer. Uh, you might be relying on Edmonds as your RB2, maybe RB3. Uh, you are going to want to try and find someplace else because uh, they are going to be behind, I'm guessing, quite a bit against this Los Angeles Rams powerhouse offense and powerhouse defense and a defense that has an unbelievable front. So they'll be stuffing the run and they're going to be coming from behind. Now, that might mean Chase Edmonds gets some tap passes and some quick routes, but in the way, um, in the way that uh, Kyler Murray can target downfield and he's going to try and beat them with his legs, so I think that's going to leave, unfortunately, Chase Edmonds outside looking in. So I would be sitting Chase Edmonds against a very good Rams defense and looking to other options. Um, so that being said, we're coming short. We're coming here to an end to a very, very short week. Um, I guess, unfortunately, this is just the way she goes with this one, kind of having to do it by myself. I do apologize for that. It's just, um, it was a weird one. So we're going to have to kind of move um, move forward with that. But I will take over for Zach's upset of the week. So I'm looking at the NFL schedule here. And um, there's, a, there's a couple ones that I think could, could go either way. So um, I'm looking at here. Just bear with me. I clean my, uh, I cleared my thing by accident here. All right, there we go. Sorry, I had closed my thing by accident. I had to pull it back up. So I'm looking at uh, this week. There's some interesting ones. Uh, there's some some no brainers, but um, this week. I'm going to bet with my heart and Zach can kind of take it or leave it, but I'm going to bet on my Detroit lions. I made a joke last week that he should have bet on my I said, Hey Zach, you ever think about taking the lions with your upside of the week? And he kind of scoffed at me. Oh yeah. I thought about it kind of joked around and, and I'll be honest. I was joking, but they, uh, they should have beat, they should have beat the Baltimore Ravens and they've played some tough teams and they've hung around and shown that they're kind of worth it. Uh, they're looking half, not half bad. And uh, they're playing the Chicago Bears and against rookie quarterback Justin Fields. 
Now, I think they're going to get run all over because their run defense still hasn't looked super great. But the offense is clicking a little bit. And this is a divisional game. Uh, it's at the Bears. So the, right now, the Lions are um, they are not pegged to be the favorites in this one. Uh, so I'm going to take my homer pick, the Detroit Lions, to upset the Bears. Now, if you say, well, it's figure one without the uh, homer pick, uh, you can look at ones like the Dolphins, Dolphins and Colts would be an interesting one. Uh, the Cowboys and Panthers could be an interesting one. Um, I guess if you think the Cardinals could take the Rams, uh, you're looking at minus six with that spread. Uh, I guess that looking at one sports betting, they have them at uh, minus, they have them at uh, 4.5 at minus 110. So, I mean, you can look at a few uh, interesting ones here, but I'm going to bet with my heart and I'm going to take the Lions to get their first win of the week. Um, so short one here with only just one host. I'm just rambling on and reading stuff by myself. But uh, like I mentioned, that's just the, um, the way she goes. So uh, sorry, sorry about this one, folks. Uh, that is episode 21. Um, keep coming with the questions, you guys. We've had lots of people messaging us about trade questions, uh, about start-sit decisions about uh just fantasy questions in general um if you're if you're ever thinking about okay what do i do here what do i do here feel free to fire us a message i'm i've been very active on uh, instagram i'm also quite active on twitter uh, so you can check those out on twitter it is uh 306 ffb on twitter as well as on instagram at 306 ffb as well uh, we post a lot of news and stuff on there as well as keeping up to date with our charity league and what's going on there so Feel free to fire uh, fire questions away at us. Uh, that's what we're here for. Obviously, trying to help you guys out, win your weeks, and help you win some money or prizes or whatever it is you're doing with your fantasy season. And obviously, just trying to talk amongst friends uh, in the fantasy community too. So that'll do it for episode number 21 of Week Three Recap and preparation preparation for Week Four. Uh, check us out next week as we drop number 22 of the reactions to Week Four as we get going. And then our preparation for week number five. So good luck this week, everybody. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Take care, everybody.